Hello everyone and welcome to In My Mug episode 332 on this Monday, April 22nd of 2013. I am not your host, I'm just the coffee producer from El Salvador, Alejandro Martinez from Finca, Argentina. Uh, so I won't be wasting any more of your time. I should hand you over to Steve in the UK. So how about that for the best start ever? Like, does not get better than the producer themselves sitting on their farm introducing their in my mug for their coffee. Thank you, Alejandro. That took a little bit of arm twisting, um, but thank you very much for doing that. I think it's super, super cool. I am your host, Stephen Light, and I am not as cool as Alejandro, it has to be said. Um, but this week we have lots and lots to talk about, so let's get into the news! Brew classes are selling very, very well. There are two courses that need one more person to sell them out, so do get signed up quickly if you're interested in doing one of the brew courses that Chris saw into the future for last week. Um, we have milk, we have espresso, and we have cupping. Um, yeah. Should be a lot of fun, so get signed up there. The El Salvadors are starting to make their way into their site, as I promised you. We have Montserrat on there, we have San Rafael Pacas on there, we have San Rafael Wash to go on there yet, we have Concordia, we have a whole heap coming up. Um, there may be in my mugs, um, so if you're in my mug subscribe, you may want to hang back. But two that won't are the natural and the pulp natural of the coffee that we're doing today, which is uh, El Salvador San Jorge. Uh, Tablon um, and also the Cascara so uh, yes they're very very small tiny lots and they definitely won't be part of it so if you want those you will need to be very quick because they are that small and um, they are uh, tinier than tiny can be and Android app you guys are amazing You've like downloaded the app, you have bought things through the shop and it's gone super, super well. If you haven't already, you should go and take a look, but thank you to everybody who has. Um, same with the iPhone app. We did an update last week which fixed the iPad button thing and um, so you get a re refresh of how many people downloaded it and like 6,000 of you have downloaded it. That's just phenomenal in the space of a couple of days. Awesome, awesome, so thank you. Um, and... Now, if you are watching this on In My Mug website, you may notice that the player is a little bit different. It's not the old Blip player that we've had for forever in the day. Um, Blip decided to change the way that they work with their videos and forced ads on everyone. And I'm not happy you guys having ads forced down your throat for other things. Talk Talk seemed to be the one that was on there for a while. They are giving them a free plug there. Um, what we've done is we've got a paid for version now, not with Blip, with somebody else that we're paying for this video player that you see around us and uh, hopefully it will be better. It does mean that things have changed a little bit in the way that it looks and stuff and we're we're going to have to start going through the whole library and changing them. That's going to be coming in the near future. But yes, please be patient while I sort that out. I've also changed the brew guides and I've also changed the processing guides. So yeah, uh, it's all coming together. And that was the news! So we should move on quickly because we have a lot to cover today. Uh, it's 20 seconds on, and this week it's going to be on El Salvador's coffee production. Okay, so let's get this going. And 
Coffee was first cultivated in El Salvador for domestic use in the early 19th century, but by the mid-century the government began to favour its production and through legislation such as tax breaks for producers, exemption from military service for coffee workers uh, and elimination of export duties, the new producers started to grow more and more. By 1880 coffee had become virtually the sole export crop of El Salvador. 20 seconds on. Yeah, it's, like, it's really, really interesting that um, coffee in El Salvador uh, traditionally in the past provided over 50% of the country's export revenues. Um, and in 1980, it, that was the peak. That was the top part where they were, the coffee was what they did. And then along comes the Civil War. Things got destroyed. Uh, farms, families got split. Um, they lost their roots to market. And coffee became not as important. Um, really sad, you know, to see an industry like that uh, get you know devastated. It had its positive impacts on coffee, where Bourbon is seventy percent of the crop there, and a lot of that is because during that wartime, plants were getting ripped out everywhere else. Uh, they weren't there, uh, but yeah. So let's talk about the coffee. Uh, it's in its third year with us, and and I think this is a really good example of the progress we've made working with Alejandro. Um, the first time we saw it, we got sent a sample by. Um, uh, somebody had been visiting on the farm. We cupped it, liked it, uh, and ended up buying a little bit of it. Um, and we bought, I think it was 25 bags to start off with. This year we bought the entire farm. Um, but we bought the entire farm because we've split it into little tablons. Um, tablon is the Spanish word for plot. So it's a little plot um, that they've set out on the farm. And you'll see a little bit more about that in the map bit. Um, but it's really cool that we've gone from buying a little sample from somebody that turned up to now knowing Alejandro quite well. Um, so much so I've been seen three times now uh, when I've been in El Salvador. Last time stopping at his house with his family, um, we, his wife and his um, uh, uh, daughter, uh, son, get your brain in gear Steve, went to the beach and we had a lovely time at the beach um, and beers together and ate food together and yeah it was really really good and last year Alejandro came to Stafford and came to see us uh, which was super cool as well um, you know and, and yeah it's really really cool um, yeah he's become a super super close friend it's crazy we talk quite a lot on email and, and I'm really looking forward to going and see him again uh, next year and it's like an important part of my trip uh, and all this came from a sample turning up on the door um, Alejandro before coffee was a uh, an investment banker and lived in New York, travelled the world, he's a super well-travelled guy, but decided it was time to go home to El Salvador. So he went home and took over the running of the farm from his father. Um, now Alejandro, being a very good businessman, being a very clever, intelligent guy, reached out to people like us and tried to get his coffee in, in a better place because he's very proud of the work that they've done on the farm and the work that he continues to do on the farm. Um, and a lot of his hard work you can actually start to taste now in the cup, which I think is super cool that we've got to a point now where you know we're actually seeing the benefits of all the hard work that he's done. So part of the work done was to separate the farm into these tablons. Um, there are eight plots with seven of them growing coffee and we've bought coffee from all seven plots. I don't know whether we're going to see them all on the site. Uh, we've got lots of plans to kind of share them with different people. Um, but this one that we're looking at today is from the highest part of the farm and it's called San Jorge, uh, which is about three manzanas 
which is around about 25 to 40 bags of coffee. The first lot that we bought, the 25 bag lot, was from San Jorge. Um, and it goes from 1300 metres to 1350 metres above sea level. It is very hilly, it is very difficult to pick on, and historically was called the owner's selection. Uh, Alejandro was telling me his grand grandfather uh, still has some of the coffee for his own personal use. He owns over 250 manzanas of farm, of you know, of land that he grows coffee on, and San Jose, San Jorge uh, is still the coffee that he has um, for himself. He has the natural version. This is the washed version. We do have the natural version, but a very, very tiny amount of it. Um, the coffee is 100% Bourbon. Uh, which I've already said is 70% of the plant stock in El Salvador. It's very typical. Um, it's an heirloom varietal. And for me, is the reason why El Salvador's coffee continues to be amazing. It is high maintenance. It is not very pest resistant. Um, it's very hard work and it's very low yielding, but it's incredibly delicious. Um, I, I don't think they, those things are coincidence. Uh, the farm is based in the Apeneca uh, mountain range, near to the town of Turin. Uh, which is in the Archipan department of El Salvador. Uh, during the closed season, if you like, there are 16 people who work on the farm, maintaining, keeping in top of it, checking the plants, all of those things, fixing fences. And then during the harvesting season, that goes up to 50. Um, all of the coffee, this one is fully washed. Um, it is sun-dried on patios um, and is done at the El Mono Mill, where lots of the coffees that we've bought from El Salvador this year have come from. This is a world exclusive. The whole farm we buy. Um, we are very proud of, of the fact that we buy all of this farm's coffee and something that we continue to work on and we are reaping the benefit of Alejandro's hard work and hopefully Alejandro's reaping the benefit of our prices are constantly being moving upwards, which we like too. Uh, and we, 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 you know, we, I, think, I, I think we're both happy, I know, I certainly am. Um, so uh, we should do some numbers. The country, of course, is El Salvador. The farm is, I think, Argentina. This comes from the Tablon San Jorge, which is uh, 1,300 to 1,350 metres above sea level. It is a fully washed coffee. It is uh, fully washed and sun-dried. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Oh, near to the town of Turin, which is in the Archipan region of the Apeneca mountain range. I am going to whack you on pause. And uh, we should go, we're not whapping on pause yet, am I? I'm jumping ahead. It's time for the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. So, here we are. Where do we go? We go down. We go down to Hasbeen. We go up from Hasbeen. And we go to Central America. And there we can see... The continent of Central America, we've got Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, but we are interested in El Salvador. So number of coffee growing countries, seven, which is all of them. Population of 41 million. Surface area of 524 square kilometres with the UK surface area, half of that. So twice as big as the UK surface area with slightly less population. So let's go down into El Salvador, which is the country that we are looking at. And there we can see the spine, as it has become known. Um, we can see Loma La Gloria, which is the furthest away. We can see San Jose at the far left. But just to the right of that is where we're going to be going. But let's look at El Salvador. So population of just over 6 million. Um, size, 21,000 square kilometres. Around about the same size as Wales, as I said to you before. 
and the capital city is San Salvador, which is one of the fastest growing cities in the world. But we want to go down to Finca Argentina, which is the coffee that we're looking at this week. And you can see just above that Finca Argentina um, is the actual farmhouse. And here we have the whole farm. I mean, this is the, a pretty good aerial view of the farm. Um, so let's look at the details and Dale Lecao. We have a farm which is called Finca El Salvador, uh, Finca El Salvador, Finca Argentina. Altitude of 1300 to 1350 meters above sea level. The varietal is Red Bourbon. And the nearest town is Turin, uh, which is in very, very near to the farm. So just looking at it, you see this, this is, this is actually really interesting. It's a geothermal hotspot, which is from the volcano and is used for electricity. You can actually see steam coming out of the side of this volcano. And that is the farm. That is the actual farmhouse, uh, the centre of the farm. Um, the tablon that this one's from, uh, San Jose, is uh, San Jorge, sorry, is just to the left of us here. So it's a little bit further up the hill. And just in the distance, if you see that yellow line, that's Guatemala. So that's how close you get to the farm, uh, the, how close Guatemala is. Just to the right of that is Nicaragua, and you can see these places on a, uh, on a clear sunny day. And that was the map bit. Hope you enjoyed that map bit, and it is now time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week So, as Stephen said in 20 seconds on, in 1980, coffee accounted for over 50% of GDP, but El Salvador has diversified into the service and industrial sectors, where the whole of agriculture now only accounts for 11% of GDP, with coffee as low as 3.5%. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week He's good, you know. He knows stuff like that. He's a clever, clever man. So, last week we had... What did we have last week? Can anybody remember? Does anybody care? I'm sure it was Americano, wasn't it? Americano it was. Oh, I've got to go and get a new one. Because Egypt forgot. And it's time for Kalita Wave. So we'll put Kalita Wave on and we'll go, Wheel of Death, where it goes. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Siphon! No! No! No, Siphon! No! Ah! Okay, Siphon it is. I'm going to wipe you on pause. I'm going to get somebody to make me a Siphon and I'll be back with you in just a moment. And I'm back and I'm going to go straight into the espresso. So, on the smell, you can smell that there's some acidity here. And there is, I know there is. Well, let's, uh... Okay, so it's been pulled tight, which increases the sweetness. But it's, it's very balanced. Like for an espresso with such acidity, and the acidity is there, it's, you know, it's got some punch, but the sweetness, because the way it's been pulled has really helped. Um, the acidity, it's oranges. It's just oranges all day long. Um, Mm. I haven't had enough coffee today. So you may think, why has he lost his mind when he has a hat on? This was another present. You guys have been very, very, very kind to me. This is from Seth and his wife. Um, Seth came to see us uh, a couple of weeks ago um, and uh, brought this. And 
I love it. Thank you very much, Seth. I really, really do like it, and it's it's super cool. It's going to go on Roland's Dafat beer. Um, but yeah, love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you spoil me. So let's do milk. So the acidity does disappear a little bit, but it becomes a little creamy. I mean, the creaminess is going to come from the milk, but the two coming together make it really creamy. And again, it's just balanced and sweet and it's enjoyable. Maybe I've turned the corner on my milk hate. Um, it's not quite as good as the Loma La Gloria was, but it's, it's interesting. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago on the Pinboard of Doom, we had a Marmite mug and I said I'm going to steal it. Stole it. Told you. You leave things lying about and I'll steal them. So. Ooh. Oh, it's still very warm. So, siphon. Uh, there's obviously the siphon guide if you want any tips on how to brew them. Uh, Roland brewed this, brewed this for me, so I'm sure he's completely ignored everything I said and done it completely opposite way. Um, but I'm looking forward to it still. Uh, siphon is probably... People say to me, if you're stuck on a desert island, what brewing method would you take with you? It'd be a siphon. Because one, it'd be challenging and it'd keep my mind going. And two, it's so hard to get right, but when you do get it right, they are delicious. Well, that is still quite warm. But boom. Boom, boom, boom. There it goes. Creaminess. Sweet. Pomegranate. I have never found pomegranate in another coffee. But every time I come back to this coffee, I find it. Um, and more so in this lot than last year's lot because last year wasn't this San Jorge lot. The first time it was like bang. And it was only because I found out about how the farm split up that it made sense. And that makes lots of sense. The acidity is still there and it is definitely oranges. It is full on oranges with this little hint of pomegranate in there. And it's creamy and it's sweet and it's delicious. It's everything that's good about El Salvadorian coffee. And I know I say that about the other else, but that's why I buy them. I look for the sweet acidity, but balanced, that's delicious. And, and that's what it does. Um, okay, we should go on to the pinboard of doom. I have a note. This is from Dan Cooper and this is his coffee setup. And Dan, I love it. I love that... Um, all the pots get put on top and all the coffee stuff is in easy reach. Um, very, very cool. Thank you for sending that in, Dan. Dan sent me that a, a few weeks back um, and I'm still working through the, the ones that, that, that have been sent in, but that's awesome, Dan. Thank you very, very much. Um, so we should, um, we should wrap up, I think. I want to keep this one short because I know I've rambled on a lot about the, the coffee early on. So thank you for joining me as always. And do remember, life is too short. Well, bad coffee, it is. <laughs>